Hi, welcome to Human Touch, a podcast that celebrates human conversation, the way we experience each other. Today, again, we'll try to jumpstart great everyday conversation. My name is Matikos, and I'm your host. So let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is so exciting. Not only is it exciting to be back, but it's also exciting because I have a guest. We have a guest. So welcome, welcome, Rafi. Thank great you very have... much. Thank great. you. It's good to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you. It's very exciting. Rafi, you run a blog. Is it called a blog? Would yeah, a yeah, blog? I'd call it a blog, yeah. Oh, a few years back, blog was a website where you put a post, but uh, we're living in a new reality, and today a blog can be also on Instagram. So my main blog is... It's on Instagram, but I have a Facebook page as well. So, but my main following comes from the Instagram, definitely. The, it's called... What makes you tick, yeah. So can you just take us through and say, how did you come up with the idea? Of you, uh... Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's, I mean, it's a long, long-ish story, but uh, I'll take you back. It was December 2016. That's where it all started. Um, I was in Israel, my third year of studying. I went through this whole stage where I was really depressed I don't know what it was it was it was a lot of ups and downs throughout the years but my third year was definitely the lowest point and my regular schedule would look something like waking up at one in the afternoon and then uh, going out uh, to see friends drinking and all that kind of stuff and I'd return about 6 a.m. and it got to a point where even like the security guard knew me (laughs) at that time in the morning and he just let me straight in um, to the place where I was staying in, in inside these dorms in Jerusalem I kept asking myself really depressing questions like what's the point of waking up and it was it was really demotivating for me and I would I had this amazing room which had a balcony overlooking uh, this train station I would see policemen and regular people everyone just going about their daily lives and, and I just thought to myself what's motivating them because um, the, the whole world's still running whilst I'm sitting here in my bed and people are still doing their own thing so uh, I decided to change around the question instead of saying what's the point of waking up I started asking what motivates you but I didn't really have the confidence to just go out and do it on my own. So I thought I'd have to create something around it. So like, oh, hi, my name is Rafi, I run a blog. Uh, I have this question for you. So it's kind of like detaching myself from it in a way. And uh, that's how it started. I basically uh, told my friends, my closest friends about it. We discussed different ideas about what the name should be. And we were like, I'm, honestly, I can't fully remember how the name actually came up, but it, it came from myself and a friend of mine. We were just kind of bouncing ideas off each other, and it was like, what makes you click? And we are like uh, trying to figure it all out until what makes you tick came up. Then I went on, on Instagram, I checked up. The tick was originally supposed to be T-I-C-K. Um, it was supposed to resemble like a clock and time running out or time moving. But this one guy has this... Uh, uh, account with a CK and he's not been active for eight years so if he's listening to this podcast <laughs> I would appreciate if he uh, would there do there is always <laughs> one guy one guy I, I was lucky with the human touch there was no guy who, uh-huh. who had it I couldn't believe but uh, yes if you're listening to it please release release the name so it, it is spelled so it's what makes you tick a T-I-C 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 what makes you tick I love it the stories. You, you post a lot. You post very often. You post every yeah, day? Yeah, every single day, yeah. 
and the stories are very moving. So were you in any way influenced by humans of New York? There's, a, there's yeah. some parallels there. Yeah, so a lot of people who are familiar with these kind of genre blogs, yeah, all that kind of thing, they all mentioned humans of New York. So And I, and I know you follow humans of New York. Yeah, so I think it, it would be unfair to say that he's not he's had no influence at all but when the idea came about it wasn't like oh this guy has a blog now i want to make a blog that's similar it it wasn't it didn't come from that it came from a very real place which i thought or i felt that i needed to create this in order to go out to find my own motivation and then as it developed i started seeing more similarities but i tried to keep it different in a way Right, I, I think it is different. I, I wouldn't call it Humans of Manchester. There is a distinct theme. While while Humans of New York is just people's stories, you focus, you have that uh, question. Maybe tell us how, how do you... I'm not a shy person, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but it takes a lot of gut to go every day and uh, come up to strangers. Can you tell us how you do it and... Uh, do you get a, a lot of no's and... Yeah, okay, so, so I'll talk you through it. Basically... At, at this time, like when the account was created, it was I was going through a, a time where, with myself, I was I was quite shy in a way. I was outgoing with my friends, uh, and I wasn't afraid to be myself. But when it came to group settings at a party or at anywhere, just going to meet new people, it was always a, a very big block for me to kind of like go out there and and just approach anyone and be like, "Hey, what's up?" I want you guys know that. We actually we we friends in real life. It's not that I just uh, found him on the on the front page. This is a surprise for me. You never come across as a shy person. I thought you're always very outgoing, and uh, maybe it's a mask. I I thought that yeah, of course he can do it. I would never be able to do it because he's very outgoing. Right. So so I I guess the, there is an element to that. I, I I'm quite good at putting on masks. I think in general, not just in terms of this. Part of the reason why I did this was so I would be able. It it was more like an it wasn't the direct cause of like oh I struggle with speaking to people now I'm going to create the account the motivation for me was finding out my motivation this came as like a byproduct of going out to ask people and suddenly my confidence grew with being able to approach people so I'll talk you through how I do it I've read this book called by Susan Jeffers called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway and it she goes through um, a whole bunch of steps on how to overcome fear and one of the best things she says is that the fear never goes away whether you've done it a million times or 10 times the fear is always there you just have to do it anyway so that's that's what the kind of mindset I put myself into so I still go out there and I still get butterflies in my stomach and that's what makes it so exciting but you need the idea is to use fear as to change the mindset of what fear is it's not something that's holding me back it's something that pushes me forward because I know I'm doing the right thing when I feel like that pulse going on inside me I'm like Well, I'm nervous about this. This must be this must be good for me. In terms of the actual approach for people, um, I got lots of my advice from Brandon Stanton, the the founder of Humans of New York. Uh, he goes through a whole list of ways and how to approach people, and and this is the way he does it. So so he doesn't approach anyone from behind because you don't want to look like you've been stalking them for ages, and you don't approach anyone that's moving towards you either because they're obviously on their way to somewhere or going to work or whatever it is. So the people I look out for are mainly people that are sitting on benches, lunch break, smoking on the side, earphones in, sitting on benches in parks, all those kind of areas. So those are the kind of people I approach. And I walk up to them. Usually my my approach, again, it's a lot to do with mindset as well. You have to keep a very open mind. You've got to give off good vibes. Energy really affects things, I feel. And I've found this a lot with approaching people. If, if what's going through your head is very positive, you're more likely to have a yes 
than a no from people. So that's step one. Positive vibes, approach the person. Never have your hands in your pockets, never hood up, zip closed, always a very open approach, big smile on my face. And I'm like, hey, what's up? How's it going? That's it, that's literally my opening line. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Um, and I say, I just go straight into it. I say, I run this blog called What Makes You Tick, where I ask people what motivates them to wake up in the morning. Uh, would you like to be a part of that? That's all I say, and I say it loudly, and I say it clearly, so they can hear me. And then within, before I've even finished my sentence, you can see the reaction on their eyes, that they, like if they've made up their mind for yes or no. And honestly, most of the time it's a yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. More yeses than noes. Is every story good enough to post? The, the slight issue is that I only speak to eight people a week, meaning I need to post that person every single day. Sometimes there might be a story which isn't so exciting and I'll have to post anyway because I don't have enough content, but that's just more my fault. But sometimes the, the people I meet, it's not the fault of their own. It might just be me that day not being able to ask the correct questions to get a story out of them or they just tend to be very closed people and they don't want to share with me because I am, after all, just a stranger approaching them. I guess maybe it's also the way you, you put the story uh, in a concise form that, that never, never seems uh, boring. I like that there is a lot of, there's a mixture. They're not only sad stories, which are when they said they really said, like the guy with the uh, tattoos on, their, on his hands. Uh, right, yeah. Or the girl with the, with the blue hair. Uh, they, these, these are very sad stories, but they're also regular people. And what, really, what I really like about it is that after, after January 1st, you get an onslaught of articles about how to make sure that your habits are established and what to what to make to be the best and better than this and, and super like this and, and the richest and the smartest and so on and so on. That's not how we people work, right? We are just regular people with regular stories, with ups and downs. And when you read and look at the what makes you tick you see that this is the truth the people are just people and they have stories and they 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 try but it's not all about the race and making making of a superman so that's a very a very valid point you're making because i sometimes have that when i approach people and i'll speak to them and in my head i have these huge dreams about uh, how i want to grow this uh, blog to become huge i want to make loads of money wh whatever it might be and then they come up with something simple like uh, my motivation is my family and I'm like I'm like do you have anything like do you have anything else mm -hmm. and and the fact is like most people are very simple there's there's some basic things that motivates people um, which you'll see running across the entire account and I've I have a friend who's like when you get more background story about the people I'm like it's it's not really about that you can because you can get like uh, my most recent second to most recent post is this uh, Chinese man. He uh, studies in Lancaster. Yeah, with the, the one with the, with the uniform. Yeah, with the uniform. He's got like the whole communist star and you'd, you'd expect him to have some crazy wild motivation, but he has the same motivation to go out and explore life as the 18-year-old girl who's studying in Manchester University or, or the even some of the homeless people that I've uh, interviewed. It's, it's all just... It, it just makes people seem more connected because at the end of the day on the outside it, it makes you realize how much of a mask it is it's just like our cover it doesn't define who we are after 200 over 200 uh, posts i'm sure you already can tell some trends and some some macro so if you can give us some bird's eye view on 
what makes people tick? What are what do you see that are most important things that the people find in their lives? There's there's a couple of basic things I think. I'd say family is number one. I mean, again, this stuff depends on what age group you're talking about. If it, if it's a teenager, it'll be something else to a married man to a, a grandparents. Yeah, so so I'd say it's family is number one for sure. Uh, family is a motivation to bring up children. Um, I spoke to this amazing guy called Steve who runs a, a market um, on Market Street. Amazing guy, and he said he came to Manchester with nothing. And uh, he worked for years and years and years. And both of his kids have now been through college and university and have, have degrees and have gone off on their own path. And for him, that's the most amazing thing because all the choices he's made over his life has led to the fact that his children can have an education and, and lead a better quality of life because of the choices that he made in the past. So for him, the motivation was family. So it's an amazing thing. Other people are motivated by money. They, they go into certain jobs. They want to become wealthy, become rich. Honestly, it's not that many people. It's not that many people that are motivated by money. Some who are less motivated by by family have work. It's not so much the money, it's the, it's just the work itself fascinates them. Uh, but I'd say those are the three main things, family, money, and, and the job. So what about teenagers? What about young people? You said they are motivated by slightly different things because they are in a different stage of life. So what is the new generation bringing? So I think the younger generation have very big aspirations. I mean, it's including myself, I think, very much. We want to build huge corporations, make a massive, massive impact on the world um, with whatever we're doing. I think a lot of teenagers are also quite lost. I don't know if this is a thing that's been through uh, generations in time, or it's just a recent thing, because now we do more research on this kind of thing. But a lot of teenagers don't know they're kind of half doing this, half doing that, and uh, they feel quite demotivated. So. Um, I mean, even for a lot of my college friends and university friends, they, they, I'm not in university myself, but they go through the system. And I ask them what they do on a day, on an average day. Is so they do a bit of work. Most of the day they watch Netflix, and they do nothing else. I'm like, do you want to start a business? Like, do something. Do you know what I mean? Um, but but for the majority, I think it's it's a lot to make a huge impact. And then as you get go through the ages. Um, the motivation decreases a lot and sometimes it, it becomes um, more realistic in a way, um, less like I'm going to conquer the whole world to I'm going to improve myself. That's the kind of switch the older the person gets, I think. Well, I, when I was growing up, we didn't have Netflix. I, I grew up in uh, times of way back then in a place and time of a political and economical upheaval. And uh, so way different from where we are now. And the young people were as lost as, as they are now. By the age of 29, I already had 22 jobs. So I, I, was lo I guess I was lost. I don't know if I'm found now. And two, over 200 stars is a lot, but I'm sure there are some that, that you remember particularly well, they, that they were somehow special. Can you, I'm not asking for a favorite, that might be difficult, but can you just can you give us a like a, a taster a, a good story there okay so there's this one man i met uh, as i was on a road trip this past summer i drove from new york to la with a good friend of mine that i actually met whilst i was uh, out in israel studying and i'm just i just was sitting there with my lunch next to this shopping center area it was really nice weather obviously san francisco sun's out i'm sitting there on my own just minding my own business 
about to head out after lunch, and this man is just standing there with a cigarette next to a Verizon shop, which is one of the phone shops in the US, and he approaches me, which is which is strange. Like I'm I'm so used to doing it to other people. I was like, what is it? Like who is this guy? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Which is probably what most people think when I approach them. Well, maybe he has a blog. <laughs> no, he uh, he didn't have a blog, but uh, he was just again. He, his approach was amazing. He's like massive smile on his face. He's like, "Hey man, how's it going? Like, you know, how's your day?" I was like, "Who like who even asked that with so much like positivity and charisma?" So he sat down with me, and before I even recorded his story, he just starts. We just start talking, and and we get into a whole conversation. I tell him I've been on a road trip, blah blah, etc. etc. And then I told I I tell him about my blog, and he's and then he starts telling me a story, and it's fascinating. Three years before that, he said you wouldn't have recognized me. This is what he tells me. I'm like just just imagine this conversation. Random guy, middle of San Francisco. Okay, he tells me three years ago he was working in some um, warehouse job. I'm not sure what it was, and he'd been there for like ten years. And he said he'd gotten to a point where he'd almost. He said three years ago I would have I was almost dead. He said I wanted to commit suicide. I was so done with my whole life and my job. Uh, my family was falling apart. I couldn't concentrate on anything. Just, just terrible. Like I, he didn't fully go into details what it was, but he just said his life. He was at a really horrible point in terms of his mindset as well, obviously, and he had to break out of it. And um, he said he found some motivational videos on YouTube, and he started changing his whole life around. And uh, he he got into this consistent. Um, What's the word for it? He, he put himself a schedule basically every day where he would listen to motivational uh, podcasts, videos, and YouTube, kind of rewire his brain with positive thoughts. He event eventually ends up quitting his job, moving out of where he lived, and obviously with his family and everything. And he moves and he uh, gets a job at Verizon, and now he's the head of this branch, and he's a different man. He said, "I was." I was a mess back in the day, and that was amazing for me. This just random guy comes up to me with such a, a powerful story of 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 the human mind, basically, and, and how he managed to change that for himself was it was quite powerful. That's a beautiful story. I can see, and you're also telling me that the work that you put into your blog, which is a lot of work, I understand, yes. and as you say, there's a lot of pressure, but it started uh, paying off. You. You you getting more and more followers. Uh, you being noticed, and I understand that I actually caught you just just before your your career is gonna take off. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's actually very exciting. Um, I was actually I approached them, which is the funny thing. Um, you'd expect one of these stories to be they approached me, but I've always known the power of social media, and, and the more I'm on it, I I realize how much of a reach I have. So. You can literally message. I think there's over 250 million people currently on Instagram, and uh, one day I just I tagged Manchester Evening News in one of my posts, uh, and then they followed me, and so I messaged them and I said, "Thank you so much for the follow. Would you be interested in uh, having um, like interviewing me and, and putting um, having an article on my on my blog?" And they said, "Yeah, sure." So I waited and waited and waited about five. This was about five weeks ago. And uh, I just receive a phone call from one of the journalists, and she's like, "Hi, is this uh, is this Rafi's?" Um, and she, I'm like, "Yeah." And then that's it, and I and I'm on. So hopefully this weekend, uh, I just had the interview two days ago. I've sent in a couple of pictures, and and I should be on the Manchester Evening News. Uh, so hopefully my account picks up a bit more 
That is very exciting. And you te- you told me you are about to launch your merch store. Yeah, so this is this is super exciting. This is something that I've always wanted to do. I have when I first started the account, it was it was basically done for myself. I wanted to get out of my place and uh, rediscover my motivation and and build my confidence, which it did a lot. And then as I kept going, I started thinking bigger ideas outside of myself, um, and I and I wanted to create a brand basically to grow into a business. So. Um, I've actually been releasing this Thursday um, a merchandise shop for the first time, which will be open to everyone, and the link will be in a, on Instagram and on Facebook, um, and with a whole kind of cool merchandise you can buy, hoodies and phone cases and mugs, whatever whatever it is, yeah. Max for a coffee in the morning. Oh, yeah. To get you take. Exactly, the 6 a.m. wake up. This is really exciting news, and uh, yeah, I really hope you're going to do good with that. I think the most important question now is what makes you tick? Okay, that's a that's a big question. A lot of people ask me this one because obviously I'm the creator of this account. What's my motivation? I th- I struggle with this a lot. I do. Um, obviously, that's the reason I started the account and I don't think I've fully found it yet. I, ha- I have thought about this question. It's not like I haven't. <laughs> I know maybe that's maybe that's why you have that blog so uh, yeah you can fine tune and calibrate your answer yeah so I, I think that's definitely part of it I've definitely become more motivated as a human being through doing this but I don't think I found my one motivation yet I, I am motivated by certain things I think definitely like self-improvement is is a huge one for me even though I might not speak about it that much to even friends or close family I guess one of the main things is to to break out of of my fears that are blocking myself from becoming fully me. That's, I think, one of my goals I've actually written down is like, Rafi, become you. And like, what does that mean? So for everyone, that's a different thing. For me, it was public speaking um, not so long ago, and, and I've definitely improved in that. Being more outgoing, being able to approach people, just turning myself into uh, a fully confident human being so I can be more effective and, and help improve the world in general I think which which I'm not sure what that is 100% yet but again I'm I'm quite young I'm say I'm 22 and I still have a lot of time to figure out so I guess as you said before it calibrates every time I speak to different people and, and go through different experiences so it's not money in the world domination uh, so <laughs> I think money is definitely there money is there for everyone even though we don't like to say it but no I do I, I think money is a, is a very important thing if affecting the world is something that you want to do because at the end of the day money makes the world go around um, it's just how you use it that makes the difference so I think I, I'd like to make a lot of money but and the world domination and world domination <laughs> very good if your blog dominates the media and the, and the message that you're trying to put out about peop- what motivates people and that our lives are complex and not and not from cookie cutter. And that has, I believe, has a chance to awaken our humanity and maybe make us better humans. If this is what you help this message dominate the media and people's lives, I think that's a good kind of a the domination and you should be well rewarded for that with, with lots of money. I hope so, That's uh, that is the plan. Very good, Rafi, thank you very much for coming. Thank Please you. Please remember you. remember us where, when you become rich and famous that your first interview was here on Human Touch. Yes. And we also might become a big, very exclusive uh, podcast. 
But in the meantime, thank you very much. Where can we find you? Just remind the listeners, where can you be found? I can be found on Instagram and Facebook. Those are my two main platforms. And what makes you tick? What That's again, you... T-I-C at the end of the tick as one as one word. I follow it. It's, it's really great. And I urge everyone to also to follow and read the stories. If you have any questions about this or about anything, Remember, get in touch. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Human Touch or on our Facebook page at Human Touch Podcast. You can send me an email at humantouchpodcast at iCloud.com. Lovely talking to you. Thank you very much for coming. And everybody else, say bye to Rafi and I'll talk to you soon. All the best. Thank you. Take care. 